Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, Coaching You in the Word. We're glad to have you today, uh, praying that God is ministering to you through His Word in a great and mighty way. We want to welcome all of those of you from around the world who are downloading our uh, information, material, teaching, and preaching, and studying the Word of God along with us. Today, I'm going to go into a message I preached this past Sunday night. Um, which would have been nine five or nine uh, well last Sunday evening would have been the eleventh I'm sorry nine eleven um, entitled Love in Action I know you'll enjoy the message this is part two of that message and uh, so we're going to get into it we want to invite you to contact us at Springston fifty six at gmail dot com Mike Springston Ministries dot com ffcma dot org or through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging. Uh, we are available for revivals at all time. We're available for seminars. We're available to help you minister in whatever way uh, you and your church uh, may desire. Well, let's go into the message from Sunday night, 9-11-2022. I know you'll enjoy it. I'll be back with you at the conclusion of the word of prayer father we thank you for the word of god open our eyes that we can see our ears that we can hear in our heart that we can understand what the word of god says to us and then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be conformed to the image of christ father we sanctify ourselves surrender ourselves and yield ourselves to the voice of the holy spirit as you speak through him may we be used to share the truth of god's word Bless us now, I pray, in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our God. Amen and amen. Well, tonight I want to continue with the message uh, that I began this morning. And this morning I mentioned that there was a union of our spirit with the Spirit of God. And I want to go into that a little more deeply tonight so that you'll understand that it is from this union that the love of God is manifest in the believer, and I want to begin tonight with John chapter 17, beginning in verse 20. He said these words, Jesus speaking, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may be one. Isn't that interesting? As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now, I want to go back and recap that just a bit. Jesus is praying. He's speaking to the apostles and disciples concerning uh, their work when he goes away. He says that I want you to, I'm praying for these that shall believe on me through the word that they're going to continue to do and to preach that those that believe on me from the word that they're going to continue on in my ministry's behalf, that they may 
be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may be one in us. And from this oneness, the world is going to know that you've sent me. Then he said, from this oneness, I'm going to give them my glory. I and them, thou and me, that they may be made perfect, huh, in one. Perfection of love comes from the activity and action of love that is operating out of the oneness of spirit. So we see Jesus praying and including all who would believe based upon what the apostles and the disciples would expose concerning the continuation of the ministry of Jesus. In verse 21, he prays that they may be one, even as thou, Father, art in, now watch this, in me. And here we see the spiritual understanding of Jesus concerning what I would like to call the divine factor. Hi, Tim and Charles. He says that the Father is in him. Now, he says that he is also in the Father. Now, that seems a bit strange based upon the spiritual makeup of man as we know him unless we look at John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, verse 30, the Bible reads, And I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones to stone him. Then Jesus answered and said, uh, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of these do you stone me? Then the Jews answered and said unto him, For good works we stone you not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself a God. Now watch this in verse 34. And Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are gods. Do you see in this scripture how he is in the Father and the Father is in him? Watch how the statement concerning what the law states is given. Jesus said, I said. Jesus is here placing himself in the position of the eternal Godhead. He's telling the Jews that the very law of which they believed and of which they cling was given by the one of whom they desired to stone. I said, places him in the category of the great I am. And from that perspective on seven different occasions, he referred to himself as doing something that I am would do. I am the bread of life. I am he. I am the way. Verse 35 said, If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture, then cannot be broken. Jesus is saying, If he called those to whom the word of God came for, gods, the scripture cannot and will not be broken. Well, okay. To whom did the word of God come to? 
Well, it came to the Jew first and then the Gentile. Who is a Gentile? Well, that includes me and you. So to those to whom the word of God came and to whom received and believed upon the word that came, they have the renewed, regenerated, and restored spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus operating in their inner man. Therefore, the inner man is filled with love in action. Verse 36, Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. Jesus follows this statement with the inclusion of the Word of God into the moment in which he speaks. He's been sanctified and sent for the purpose of completing the work of redemption that would cause the Word of God to not be broken with respect to all the people of the world. He, in fact, is the Son of God, and He is the one through whom man will become a new man in his spirit. This new man will act out the love of God and produce the actions that are associated with love. Now go back to John 17. Verse 21 said that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Now Jesus is praying for us to be one with him. Well, when does this occur, and where does it occur? It is the thing that is occurring on the God or the divine side of man. It's the divine factor. Now know this, there's also a side of man in man's spirit that was cast in darkness. How did that occur? Well, it occurred because of the fall. Man's inner man died. It was only restored and renewed when it was redeemed by the death of Jesus Christ. That side represents the death of man in his spirit. Now, when man is born again, his spirit is renewed, regenerated, and restored. Therefore, that man's spirit can become one with the Father and the Son. It is from there that God intended to manifest himself and his son into our lives. From this, a very miraculous thing occurs in man, in the inner man. The love connection brings the love action of God into operation in your inner man. From this, the Bible said, Jesus spoke and said, the world would know that you sent me because they would see the operation of love. What happens? Well, whenever your spirit life is renewed and you're living not according to your head knowledge and your head love, all of a sudden, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24 called you as being created by God unto righteousness and holiness. Your prayer becomes effectual when it begins to operate out of the inner man and not out of your own head. Our lives begin to manifest the spirit of truth. What happens? This effectual fervent ability 
to operate in the love of God from the inner man causes the world to be moved by the manifestations of the direct and dynamic love relationship. This is what the world is missing, friend. We're all trying to serve God out of our head. Peter was doing the same thing in John 21. Jesus said, do you love me? Do you love me from your inner man? And Peter responded, I love you from my head. Jesus said, if you loved me from your inner man, you would minister to my, my, my lambs. The world would see the difference in the love that's coming out of you. It would not be a peak and valley love. It would not be a love that dibbles and dabbles on the edge of sin. It would be a love that is so in tune from your inner man that you would be manifesting that love into the world. Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus kept saying, but you're not loving me out of your spirit. You're loving me out of your head. If you loved me out of your spirit, you would feed my sheep. You would minister not only to the lost world, but you would minister to the household of faith. All because you understood the inner connection of love that must come from your spirit man. You say, Pastor, that does not seem to be the case in our day. Well, and that is absolutely true. Because we operate from a very narrow understanding and representation of truth. Which makes the word of God, now I want to ask you. Does that make the word of God any less than it has always been? Remember Jesus said to them, I have told you and you in your own law. I said in your own law, Jews, that you were gods. Did them not believing it, not understanding it, not receiving it, wanting to stone him and wanting to kill him, make the word of truth that was spoken by the very man that they were about to stone any less true? Is what I'm telling you about your inner relationship to the God of the universe, the divine side that is renewed by the rebirth due to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Because we don't understand it, we can't manifest it, or we're not manifesting it, make it any less true? Well, let's see. Let's see what Jesus is saying to us in John uh, uh, John 10, by going back to John 17. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one as we are. This is, this is in John 17. Now this is an interesting thing if we understand it correctly. Now, Jesus is speaking to them about a oneness. Do you know that an entire denomination has been developed based on the concept of oneness. Never understanding that Jesus was our man in the Godhead, and Paul told us so in, in the book of Colossians. They made a whole denomination of oneness, where Jesus is saying, what you need to understand is, is that me and my Father are one. We want you to be one with us in spirit. Jesus is talking about the oneness glory 
that was given to him because of how his spirit man agreed with and manifested the oneness with the Father into his ability to share the Father's love with everybody he came in contact with. Only from this oneness, now get this, can the Spirit of the glory of God be derived, be accessible, and be usable. Only from the oneness of our spirit in tune, in touch, in relationship, in communication with the Father and the Son from the inner man that will ever allow us to express and expose the glory of God. There'll be no anointing, no revelation. There'll be no demonstration of love in reality unless we can get it out of the oneness of our spirit. So when Jesus says that we can have his glory, he's saying that you must come under the understanding of the oneness of us. Now this is precisely where Adam lived. He lived in the oneness of us. Therefore, he could cultivate, he could take care of, he could name, he could live, he could have dominion over everything that he was involved with because he was in the glory of God in the oneness of us. Now, the ability to do that died in Adam, but it was regenerated, restored, and renewed in the cross. Therefore, you and I can hear Jesus say, and the glory which thou gavest me, I've given them in order that they may be one, even as the Father and the Son are one. What a wonderful uh, blessing. If your spirit is not one with us, does not understand the necessity of being one with us, then you cannot experience the glory of oneness that brings about the fervent, intense, and complete love of God. You can't do it. Well, now most of us are not even aware that such a thing exists. But Jesus told us so. He spoke of it in John chapter 17. It's spoken of in John 1. The oneness is what we're attempting to get to. The oneness of spirit. Paul wrote about it in Philippians chapter 2. When he said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Where was he equal with God? In his inner man. He was one with God, in tune and in touch. It's no wonder that our church is so shallow because we don't understand what the spirit man must be doing to express, expose, and experience the glory of God. We don't, the glory of Christ Jesus. We don't understand that. Therefore, we live in the same condition Peter lived in. Yes, Lord, thou knowest I love you, and we love him from right here. We love him from the intellect. We love him from what we see, what we touch, what we taste, what we feel, and what we hear. We love him from our natural side. But in order for us to get to the glory of God, where our prayer becomes such a fervent prayer that the action of the love of God manifests itself for us, we have to get in tune with our inner man. How do we do that, Pastor Mike? Well... 
Jesus has already prayed. And He has said that everyone that believes on Me, everyone whose word is heard by the apostles and the disciples and believes on Me, has the ability to be one with Me if they let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what was His mind, Mike? What was His mind doing? His mind was saying, in my inner man, I am so in tune with God. And I am so in work with God that I have become the creation of God in righteousness and holiness. In my mind, I sense first the spirit of life that is in me that came from God. Hallelujah. And because of that, I am in tune with the dominion of the eternal economy of heaven. That's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 that brought Jesus to the point where he could be exalted and given a name that was above every name. See, my friend, Jesus has said to us, Put your mind and your affections on things above, not on things below. But we have remained in the intellect whenever we really could have gone into the depths of our spirit. If you want to be healed, get into your spirit. Let this mind be in you that was also in Jesus. Get into your inner man. Get into your, your spirit man. Get into... Putting and putting the dynamic divine side on the inside of you to work. Let your mind think on the divine side. Let your mind think on the eternal economy. Let your mind think on the things that God the Father has prepared for you. Not only in heaven, but that can be manifested to you right now through the Spirit of God. Let faith arise in you in what God is doing on the inside of you. If you do that, my friend, the divine factor that has been renewed, restored, regenerated by the Spirit, by new law, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, will come alive in you. And when it does, it will manifest from the divine side of you, what God has promised you through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. What did he promise me, Pastor? He promised you that you would prosper, be in peace, and prosper even as your mind prospered. So as your mind prospers in the thoughts of the divine presence of God on the inside of you, your body must respond to the divine side. That's what Christian living is all about. That's what's been lost in the message of which we are currently living under. And the church has grown shallow and cold and sees nothing on the divine side occurring. My friend, this is the plan of God for you. We must understand the divine side and the divine factor of the oneness of our spirit with the spirit with entwine with the Father and the Son. It's imperative. We must be one even as they are one. What a statement of a divine revelation that Jesus has given us and we've never understood it. This divine triangle entwined 
is in our inner man. It's in our spirit man. And the glory of Jesus Christ resides there. Paul said that is the mystery. Is that Christ is in you. And He is the hope of glory. What a divine revelation. This is all accomplished, my friend, by understanding that there is a divine factor in you. And Jesus said so. He said, your own law, Jesus said you were God. Psalms 52 said you were God. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 12 said that you were created, born, born, born of God. You have a divine side. You are, you are under the divine factor. If you will get your mind to think on the divine things of God that dwell on the inside of you. This thing can become a river of living water that will manifest through your renewed mind when and if you catch the revelation. The very glory of Jesus Christ can manifest Himself to you. The glory of the Son is waiting to manifest Himself to you. Now how do we do this? Well, when we get into the divine glory of God... We're going, to be we're going to be manifesting the love of God in action. That love of God will work for me as well as it will work for anybody else. You know it worked for Jesus, don't you? It worked for Jesus. When He got in a scrape, a tough place, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit would manifest the love of God and He would be taken. They were ready to throw Him over the edge. They were ready to stone Him and the love of God manifest Himself. It was not until... What we would say, well, where was God whenever He was taken and beaten? Where was God? Let me tell you where He was, friend. He was manifesting His love. In every move that Jesus made, He was manifesting His love. Jesus told us that. He was not. Now, when He was on the cross covered in sin and, and the, in that sinful position, uh, that was a place where the palatability between God and Him uh, was not in good position because of the sin that had to be placed upon Him. However, the love of God never stopped manifesting Himself to Jesus. And He did all of that on the promise. The promise that He would not leave His soul in hell. So everything that Jesus did and manifested in every circumstance manifested out of the same characteristic of the personality of who God is, love. He will manifest His love to you, friend. What will happen? You'll begin to manifest His love to the world. Let me tell you how you're going to manifest His love to the world. You're going to find the inner love of God in the divine side and divine factor, and you're going to get healed. You're going to find the inner love of God and the divine side and divine factor of God and you're going to begin to think about it until He brings you out of poverty. You're going to find the divine side and the divine factor of God in your inner man until He heals your family, until He saves your kids, until He works through your job so that you can be a minister on the job site and bless those. He's going to work through you in your community. He's going to make you an influence through the divine side of love that's in you. People are going to stop seeing you through the intellect of the old way. They're going to stop seeing you as sick and downtrodden broken, diseased, hurt, upset, 
in trouble. They're going to begin to see you through the love of God that's being manifest through you. You will become a minister of the gospel and a witness unto him. When you get to that side, that divine mind that was in Christ Jesus, that thought himself not were, not uh, 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 unworthy to be equal with God in his spirit man, to have the divine triangle working in his spirit man, my friend, greater works will begin to appear in your ministry. They'll begin to appear to the people in your nation under your influence. Jesus himself will confirm his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Verse 23 said, listen, I in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect. Did you see that? Perfect. Now, how are you going to be made perfect in the flesh? You are not. Your flesh is going to live the struggle with the common temptations of man. But the word of God said in all of these he would make a way of escape. Where's that way of escape going to come from? From the thing that he's going to make you perfect in. Glory to God. He's going to make you perfect in your inner man. The three of you, I and you, you and me, and us and him, are going to make you perfect. That's your way of escape, glory to God. It's not to be translated physically out of the circumstance. It is that in you is going to be transacting the perfect love of God and that you are by the divine that this word made is the divine force of God that is going to be in your inner man that's going to make you perfect look at it in one you the father and the son being perfect in the triangle in your inner man and that the world then may know that God sent Jesus and has loved them. Now watch this. Has loved them as thou hast loved me. That word love there is the intense agape love. It's the complete agape love. It's the standard of the eternal economy. It's the principle and duty of how God operates in, in action and response to mankind. Now watch that, because he said that as thou hast loved them, that's how God loves you, friend. That's how God is trying to operate in your spirit, man. Now watch the last of it. As thou hast loved me. We have the same opportunity to operate in the same glory Jesus did. This becomes, my friend, the avenue of perfection. This becomes the force of completion, of accomplishment, and of fulfillment to the believer. It is the thing that Paul said would make us complete in him. Too frequently we live unfulfilled lives that border on defeat. Why? Because we have never been told that we could tap into the inner man. My friend, if you've been saved and sanctified... You'll locate the divine side, the divine factor in your spirit. Then this divine side and divine factor will manifest. It'll produce works of love that show the world the Father. Now, how did Jesus show the world the Father? He healed. He raised the dead. He dealt with the poor, the brokenhearted, the defeated, the downtrodden, those that were captive, those that were blind. And he gave them an acceptable year of the Lord, the glory of God. How did it happen? Through the inner man. The inner man flowed with rivers of living water.
Think about it. Because Jesus said that if we become one with him and the Father, he would then manifest his glory to us. What did his glory produce? Produce the love of the Father against anything that was unclean, unhealthy, or out of character with the love of God. Now, there's more to this. I have to close tonight because my time is over. I want to tell you something. Get into the mind of Christ that seeks into the spirit that is in you if you've been born again. That is renewed, accessible, and usable for you if you've been born again. Start thinking on the things of the spirit. Start searching the love of God in your spirit. Start, start seeking out the spirit, the internal spirit of the Father and the Son that is in you. Find the oneness that is in your spirit, man. And when you do, you will look around and say, I found the love of God. And then you can begin to release and manifest the love of God into the things that you need. This is why Paul said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Because Paul understood what was happening in the inner man. From the inner man, you're healed. From the inner man, you're provided for. From the inner man, you're delivered. From the inner man, you are healed and saved and safe. Sound and whole. From the inner man, salvation is produced and provided. Get into that mindset. It was the mindset of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to ask you something. Do you want to see miracles in your life? Do you want to see the Word of God come to fruition and the promises that are in Him brought to bear and made reality in your life? Then, my friend, Take your mindset and put it on the revelation of the divine factor that has become the divine side of God that already exists in you. And out of that mindset will come the manifested blessings of God upon your life. But you are going to have to change your mind. Father, I praise you today for the word of God. May your word be true in every man a lie. Bless your people. Keep us in the hollow of your hand. Keep us in the word. May our mind begin to pursue the divine side that is already waiting for us, listening for us, and looking for us, and prepared for us to come into the celebration of unity of oneness that will produce in us the very glory that Jesus had with you. I praise you for it. I ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, Lord, and our God. Amen and amen. May God richly... Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it stimulates your thinking and that you begin to look internally for the Spirit of God that is in the inner man 
who is going to lead you and guide you into a deeper truth about God than you've ever known. Now, I'll be preaching on uh, some more of this this coming weekend. You don't want to miss it on our podcast. For right now, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is not only our high priest, but he's our Lord and our man in the Godhead. He's speaking out of there through the Holy Spirit. Get yourself in position to hear. Make him Lord over your life and let the Holy Spirit show you things that are beautiful out of the eternal economy that'll bless you right where you are. May God bless you until we speak again.